1: To the brand new, very first episode of Mads World. I'm your host Mads and if you haven't come here from Instagram, which I'm assuming you have because I haven't promoted it anywhere else, um, I'm in my 20s, I'm living in London and I've been here for three years now and I'm originally from Melbourne so shout out to all my Melbourne friends and shout out to my mum because I just think she would love that. G'day mum. Right, so recently someone said to me, you chat so much shit you're so good at it. And this left me thinking maybe I should be a lawyer, maybe I should become a salesperson, or maybe I should start a podcast and become rich and famous. So that's exactly what I've done. Fame and riches still pending though, after a very scandalous catfishing incident on Instagram, hi Tom, which I'll get to over the next few pods. Do people even call them pods? I don't know, new to this whole thing. People wanted me to start talking more regularly about things like dating, pop culture, moving abroad, all that sort of stuff. So, this got me thinking what am I actually good at? And what do people come to me for advice on specifically? It's definitely not fashion. I've got shocking fashion sense. It's not diet tips. I've got a crappy diet. It's not business. It's not yoga. It's not sport. But I think the answer is. People usually come to me for advice on confidence, ways to approach stuff authentically, and just being yourself. And I think people are often blown away by the plethora of cringy, funny, and tragic dating conquests that I've got. So if you pair the confidence with the amount of my unbelievable stories, I think I can put together something you'll probably enjoy. Look, at the very least, you're gonna have a laugh either with me or more likely at my expense. Have the opportunity to share some of your stories. Come on and chat to me if you want. And just have some funny stories to go and share with your mates at the pub over a pint, really. You might learn something about the benefits and the perils of confidence and putting yourself out there. Maybe overconfidence is a good way to put it. Or at least learn something about the fun of being honest when things go tits up or don't go your way. I actually think that's one of the best things about moving countries is you've genuinely got nothing to lose. No one knows you. If you wanted to, you can walk down the street to the shops in a bikini and our boots, and there's no danger of running into your high school bully, your past employer, your ex-boyfriend's mum, or your uni lecturer. It's a total clean slate, and yeah, it's just a good opportunity to pretty much take it for what it is and just kind of do whatever you want, really. Despite the confident outer shell, moving to London as a person with anxiety was one of the scariest things I've ever done though I think. It shoved a firecracker up the bum of my independence and made me experience a height of courage I didn't even know I was capable of. So whether you're hoping to move abroad, gain some independence, ask out your lifelong crush, move out of home, whatever, I'm hoping that my failures and stories can inspire you to conjure up some confidence of your own. And I'll be doing all this through a bit of a dating and relationship lens. So hopefully this keeps things interesting. In this episode, my very first episode, I'm going to be speaking to my friend Dan. He's a fabulous, tall, slender, stylish, gay man from Wales. Someone I met a couple of years ago at work. And I have a feeling Dan's going to be quite a regular guest. He's got a nice little treasure chest full of interesting date stories. Probably not on par with the ones I've got, but um, should be interesting to say the least. So... Yeah, let's do a little throwback to my chat with Dan. Uh, and, yeah, let's get this party started. G'day, Daniel.
0: Hey, hey.
1: How are you? I'm pretty
0: really good, thanks. How you doing?
1: really good it's so good to have you on the show as my very first guest well i'm
0: feeling very very honored the little bubbly gay kid inside of me is absolutely swimming with excitement
1: huzzah absolutely love that for you and think of all of the attention you're going to get after you've been on here from the gays
0: well i always did hear that i had a voice for the radio so
1: maybe i've got are you sure that wasn't face for radio oh Oh. Oh. i don't know Got him. Damn. That hurts. <laughs> Damn. He's gonna be thinking about that for weeks now. Really Did you really am. mean it when you said I had a face for radio? <gasps> yeah. Savage. It will.
0: <laughs> will be. It definitely
1: will be. Um, so I wanted to start with the what I like to call the quick fire round, which I think will become part of the regular format where the listeners, all of you people out there, can get a little chance to know Dan before we kick start the story of his tragic funny or crazy date whatever it might be so number one how we first met so how do you remember us first meeting Dan?
0: Well we both worked at the same company at the same time and we were both on a I think it was a media social event away and it was like all booze all expenses paid type of vibe And there I am just standing there enjoying my own free time, just, you know, swiping away all that free booze. And then lo and behold, this little blonde comes along.
1: I think you're right. You know what? I think I actually came over to try and um, hit on you and try and hit you up. I saw you standing over there tall, tall, handsome wearing one of those cool little hats like a little cap without a peak you know the vibe like very cute and then as soon as I came over and said "Mm, hello how are you
0: I was like hey girl
1: and instantly I was like oh I could just settle for being friends although you are stunning oh stop it
0: so are you (laughs) But now look at us. An absolutely amazing friendship has come out of it.
1: A power duo, some would say.
0: Definitely.
1: Every girl needs their gay best friend. They do. I think it's a saying.
0: They say every girl needs a purse. No, 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 honey. Every girl needs a gay.
1: Every girl needs a gay. Love that. So, okay, next question. How many relationships have you had in your life?
0: So I've had one serious one, but then everything else I've had has just been like, you know, very short six months, four months, and I don't really count that as a relationship because all gays are commitment phobes, apparently.
1: Yep, I totally agree with that. I feel like it's not worth counting unless you have to be asked. It has to be the question like, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think you do.
0: Sometimes I think you do need that clarification 100%. Like you do need that validation. Otherwise, you're going to be sat there like, well, what is this?
1: Exactly. I think, yeah, it doesn't count unless you've actually specified it. But some people might disagree with me on that. I don't know. Um, Next question, how long have you been single?
0: So I've been single for about four years and then obviously just in between that, there's just been a few bits here and there. But, yeah, four years exploring the gay scene in London.
1: Love that. And so that time you've been in London, you've been on a few dates and how often would you say you go on dates?
0: So, I've been told by friends, and looking back, I have been quite the serial data across the London scene.
1: Yep. But okay.
0: Then COVID struck, took a little bit of a setback, but now I'm kind of back in the game again.
1: Back in the game. And what's your usual type of guy that you would typically go for?
0: So, my usual type of guy, my top two celebrity crushes are Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet, but I do love a guy with a beard, slash. Stubble,
1: love that you know what i think there is a lot of debate around timothy and harry as to whether you know whatever they identify as in their sexual orientation so you might have a chance there
0: i mean i'm still holding out still holding out is timothy
1: does he live in london or is he american
0: I don't know. I stalk him, like, a lot. Because and...
1: someone told me Harry Styles lives in Dalston, which is actually not far from me. So maybe we could go and just swing by his house, you know, three times a day until you run into him. He's got a little apartment up there.
0: Yeah, no, he does. Uh, there was this little viral video of him on Dalston Street, and people just asked me for a picture, and I was like, that could be me.
1: That could be you, but you don't want to ask a celeb for a pic, so it's just not very cool. Oh, it's not.
0: I hate it. It's so cringe. You just kind of want to bump into them and have it all happen naturally and be like, oh, let's go for a Bev one time, yeah?
1: Yeah, and you just want Harry Styles to be wearing a little Cuban heel, you know, like imagine him with his little Cuban heel and his little floral top. and oh, like, like, blares, And then you just make him laugh and he falls in love. I mean, that's that's pretty much how I imagine running into Harry Styles in Dolston while I'm wearing my Ugg boots A fluffy Parker and like gross trackies with a stain on them. And I'm assuming he'll see through all of that and fall in love with me. Stunning. So stunning by him and by us um okay so I wanted to chat to you today I got you on the show because of a little date you told me about you went on a few weeks ago that turned into somewhat of a disaster
0: honestly
1: so I think if you can just run us through so you've gone home to Wales staying with mum for a bit having a bit of a mental breakdown and needing a little relax and you've gone on a date with a nice boy so I'm going to hand over to you and I want to hear your side of this hilarious story
0: Okay, well, I don't normally go on dates in Wales because I'll be honest, there aren't many hot people around my area. I come (laughs) from a very rural farmland area, and the closest thing I'll probably get is a sheep. (sighs) Basically. So then, you know, I'm just, you know, flicking through the dating apps, and I see this guy, and I was like, wow, you're a bit of a needle in the haystack. All right, let's give this a go. Let's have a chat.
1: A little sheep in the field.
0: (laughs) But anyway. So we're chatting and then we decide, oh, let's go on a date. And I was like, cool. And the closest pub is honestly like four to three miles and public transport there isn't like London. A bus ticket costs nine quid.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: It does. It does. Does
1: Wales have different money or is that pounds? It's
0: still pounds. It's not Scotland.
1: It's not Scotland. It's
0: not Scotland.
1: Nine British pounds, nine GBPs.
0: Yeah. So he's just like, I drive, I'll pick you up. And I was like, okay, cool. Cool but that means i'm going to be drinking and you're not going to be drinking so okay so then he picks me up and we finally get to our destination and it's a cute little pub like super super cute we go in it's really nice fast forward i've had like about a pint and he's had half a pint because you know driving and we get back in the car and by this point it's like pitch black we're driving along, having a laugh, I'm just saying all these stories, you know, trying to keep the humour alive. And then next thing you know, we're just going around this bend and I say something funny. I do like ha 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 laugh. And then all of a sudden he just swerves a car and almost hits this other car. And then I'm just like, What the
1: bloody hell is going on here? So these are like rural these are like rural roads, no lights on. We're talking Wolf Creek type, pitch black roads.
0: Yeah, this is like Outback
1: no. Wolf Creek
0: but I can relate.
1: Australians and Welsh people, we've got similar landscapes, we're people of the earth.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. And then I'm just like sat there, like what the hell just happened? And then he was like, I hit something. And I was like, what? And he's like, I hit something. And I was like, no you didn't, I didn't see anything. And he's like, no, no, I hit something. So I was like, okay. So he's about to get another car, in the middle of the road with no lamppost.
1: Is it a person? Is it an animal?
0: So... He drives the car up a little bit more because he's in the middle of the road and cars could have killed me. And I'm just sat in the car in pitch black just texting all my friends on the WhatsApp group being like, guys, he's hit something. What the (laughs) hell is going on here? And I'm in there for a good 10 minutes waiting for him. And I just see him in like the wing mirror just bending down with a flashlight. Then like a person comes out with another flashlight and I'm like, oh my God, I think he has hit something. Oh no. I'm refusing to get out of the car because I do not want to see whatever's out there.
1: And this is a first date, isn't it? Yep. This is a lot for a first date, I've got to say. I've put up with some things on first dates, but this is quite a lot, you Honestly, know, running something over.
0: <laughs> I regret only having that one pint. I wish I ordered about three tequilas for this because he starts walking to the car and I was like, okay, thank God he's coming back. Great, great, great. And then when he opens the car door, the light comes on, and then all of a sudden as he's getting in the car, I just see all this blood. <gasps> and I'm just like, "Um, excuse me, what the hell is going on here? So he gets in and I'm, he's like, white as a ghost. His eyes are like really teary. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, I had to kill it. And I was like, what? Kill what? And he's like, the cat. What? No. And I was like, what do you mean you had to kill it? And he's like, it was still alive when I um, hit it. So I had to wait for it. Snap its neck.
1: <laughs> so your first date snapped a cat's neck. Got back in the car and the blood rushed in the car, like on The Shining. That's what you're saying?
0: Yep. And I'm just sat there like, <laughs> what? what the hell is going on? I was like, I thought I was going on a date with a boy, not Ted Bundy.
1: Wasn't this guy a vegan? Didn't you tell
0: me he was a vegan? <laughs> yeah, he's a vegan and animal rights activist. So I was just like sat there. I don't know how you could have done that. This is an animal's life. I know you hit it, but still.
1: Oh, my God. He won't eat a steak. but He will snap a cat's neck on your first date.
0: <laughs> what? I mean, what the hell? So I'm just like, right, do you want to drive? Do you want to sit down? Like, I don't know. Do you want, some, like, do you want a water? There was no water. Have a little,
1: have a little drink of water.
0: Do you know? And then he's just like, no, no. He's like, I'm just going to take you home. And I was like, okay. So then I just hand him this dry towel for the steering wheel. He's just covered in dry blood. <laughs> And then I'm just sat in the car thinking I need to not be this tense. I was like, I need to have a discussion of something. So usually when I'm on a date with someone or any friends and I'm like, I like love food. So I just randomly said to him, and I always ask this question to everybody, what's your death row meal? And as those words came out of my mouth, I was like, Oh my God! What have I just Dan, said?
1: Dan, no! What was that cat's last meal? Was it crunchy know. or wet food? Just a little
0: bit of kibbles, you know. What's that? What's that cat? Dan, friend.
1: no! What did he say? Did he just turn wide? His knuckles grip the wheel. Oh, he,
0: just looked, he just looked at me immediately, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, actually, what I meant to say was, you're on a desert island. What's your desert island meal?" And then he's just telling me his desert island meal and I make things worse because I wasn't listening that he was a vegan because he talked about this chicken place and I was like, I love fried chicken. And he's like, it's not that kind of chicken. I'm vegan. And I was like...
1: It's chicken, chicken with no I. I don't like how they make these food substitutes look like the word, but without the word, they've just got a little chicken. I know, stop fooling me. (laughs) Don't trick me, just let me eat it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We passed not just one... But two road kills on the way back and i'm no. just sat there like
1: triggered triggered but you know what at least it sort of normalizes it for him he's killed one but he's not the only one who's done it that night there's at least two other dates out there that have killed cats <laughs> on their date
0: i was actually gonna kiss him i'm not gonna lie and i was gonna give him a hug i was gonna give him okay. both those things because i thought you know it was it was quite a nice day minus you know the murder and as I'm getting out of the car, I was like, okay, I'm going to go now. And then I just tapped him on the shoulder and just left. And I was just like, what the hell just happened?
1: Was there too much blood?
0: Girl, it was on his knee and then it was just all over his hands. And I just, you know, he'd been crying and I just thought.
1: It's a lot.
0: It's a lot to take in.
1: I mean, kissing a guy covered in blood who's half in tears and he's a vegan. Like, do you really want to fuck with that? Honestly. My answer is no. No,
0: you really don't. That would
1: n- not be my first choice of a date.
0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be
0: your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: Um, great. Well, thank you for sharing. And so the next part of our little podcast, which I think is going to become part of the regular format is we're going to ask ourselves the big questions in life that come out of these stories. So Dan, the main question that we're all wanting to know at this point is (laughs) what would your death row meal be?
0: Oh, well, starters, arancini balls. I mean, you know, as well as I do, we're both gluten intolerant. And if we're going to die.
1: Go down swinging. I'm the exact same. I mean, I'm already probably feeling pretty sick. If I'm getting the electric chair, I'm probably going to feel pretty bad. Exactly.
0: So give me those damn arancini balls.
1: All the gluten, babes. Just, Just hook it to my veins at this point.
0: And then I probably just get, like, a massive platter on my main meal. Like, you know, I've got your tacos. I've got your yep. sushi. Yeah. And I've got, like, nachos. I'm just going to be a fat pig before I die. Do
1: you know what, though? I think in prison you might be pushing your luck a little bit. I have a feeling they the chef's going to look at you and say, mate, it's a last meal, not a last meal, sir.
0: It's not your last hurrah, surrah, mate. It's the meal.
1: <laughs> it's one meal. What would your drink be? What would you have a little drink with it?
0: Oh, God, I don't know. I would want something super strong. Maybe like absinthe.
1: Okay, like a hallucinogen sort of vibe. Mm,
0: or a tequila worm.
1: Oh, a tequila worm. Just the worm. Maybe that could be like a little amuse-bouche at the start. <laughs>
0: Amuse-bouche? I thought we weren't doing appetizers.
1: Oh, you know what? It's the dream prison. We can have whatever we want. Oh. We're having tacos and sushi. We can have an amuse-bouche of a little tequila slug. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay, and dessert. What are we thinking for dessert then? Oh,
0: God. Maybe like a three-tier lotus biscuit cheesecake.
1: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, by this point, you're going to be so full. You know, why not?
0: Give it to me. S- yep,
1: yeah, give it to me straight, Doc. Absolutely love that. I think mine would be similar. I reckon I'd go. I was
0: gonna say, what would you have?
1: I th- I think I'd go prawn toast and dumplings for the starter. A bit of a rogue Ooh. one, like a Chinese, yeah, yeah, Chinese sort of a vibe. And then we're gonna fly across the world to Europe and go with a bit of a carbonara, like a real eggy one. Mm,
0: you do love your carbonara,
1: you know I do, and it would be full cream, full gluten, like where. I'm going to shit myself anyway in this electric chair, like just fucking it on me. Exactly, you're wearing an
0: adult diaper. Why not?
1: Then dessert. You know what? I'm not a huge dessert girl. I think I would go for a cheese platter. I know that's rogue, but do you reckon that's a good idea for a dinner party is everyone can just make their last meal and we could eat it in three courses in succession. That sounds
0: great. Uh, yeah.
1: Maybe this could be the other podcast that we do is we actually just go and make these foods. Maybe we could go on a date with each other. I am a gay man deep down.
0: No, you really are.
1: I really I am. you're more of a
0: gay man than I am. <laughs> and that's, like, saying a lot. I
1: oh, know, that's saying a lot. You're very gay and you're very unhappy. <clears throat> so, Dan, thank you so much for being my very first guest. Very lucky to have you on here telling me all about your cat killer story. Sorry to the guy who actually had to go through that, but I'm glad you did because it's made for some really good content for all the listeners.
0: Well, I want to thank you for letting me come on and actually share this story. And if anyone out there has ever experienced anything like this,
1: reach out and tell me. I want to hear everyone's stuff. I feel like I've just done this so that I can chat to all these random people about all of their little secrets and all their little stories and that sort of thing. So, yes, please. Well, I cannot wait. Yes, I cannot wait either. I can't wait to talk to everyone. And see how we get on. I wonder what we'll be doing in a year. Maybe we'll be chatting to Britney Spears about her dates. I don't know. We're going to just see how we get on.
0: Oops, he did it again.
1: Oops, he did it again, the cat killer. I hope he doesn't do it again. But you know what? It's very dark out there. They really should get streetlights. That's all I'm saying. That's (gasps) That's the learning from this story is get some streetlights, whales. All right. Well, thanks again, Dan. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this little piece of my soul I've laid out on a buffet for you all over the last however many minutes I've been rambling on for. This whole project really is the definition of all the gear and no idea, so please do get in touch with me on Instagram, it's at madsworld.mp3, give me all the feedback, good and bad, hopefully not too bad though, please don't troll me. If you think you can top the cat killer, let me know your stories, your made stories, or if you want to come on the show and chat about them. And lastly, if you did like this attempt at a podcast, if you could just share it with one other person, I would appreciate that so much. It would just mean the world to me so I can continue with these these ramblings. And yeah, um, see you next week. Love and elbow taps. Stay safe out there, homies. Bye.